We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, how are you? Welcome in, Sports Radio WEI. It's Christian Arkin. It's Megan Ottolini here on this Wednesday, the 18th of January. And also, not, not bragging, just saying, holiday party tonight. Oh. All the stars will be out tonight, <laughs> like Ken Laird and uh, Ken Laird. He'll be there. I don't know. Has anyone else actually RSVP'd this thing? <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, okay. no, I'm not going. <laughs> RSVP'd yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did RSVP. I said, sorry, this is so late. I'm excited. I love holiday parties, especially ones that happen a month after the holiday. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> um, it should be a lot of fun. We're going out to a place very near and dear, special to my heart. Uh, and I'm not even kidding. We're going out to uh, uh, Marlboro, Apex Entertainment, which is the best place in the world. I'm not even kidding. I love Apex Entertainment. I it's don't know. I greatest. can't figure out if this is a bit or not. It's not a bit. We've done remote it's broadcast there. We've done remote broadcast there, uh, Jones and I. And uh, he'll be, well, I don't know if, uh, I don't know what's going on later, but I can tell you that we were there. And this place has go-karts. This place has bowling. This place has uh, video games. This place has everything I like. You you saw you know what it's like hanging out with me. I like playing games. I like doing like stuff when I'm out. You know, like it's uh, I like to have activities. Arkin likes activities. Active activities are a big thing for me when I go out. You know, like I just I enjoy activities. And the one thing about this uh, this holiday party tonight is there's going to be activities all over the place. So even if, you know, even if you're there and you're stuck in a conversation with someone like Ken Laird and you're trying to get out of it, there's something to do. You just be like, hey, Ken, you know, this is great. It's been great, buddy, but I'm going to go play some Papa Shot right now or I'm going to go bowling or I'm going to do something else. I've never been to this place. <laughs> I'm excited. It's really for fun. For all the games. I got to ask, does it have the one that I care about, which is skee-ball? Yes, I think so. I I'm not a big skee-ball ball person, but what? I think they have skee-ball. Skee-ball is so underrated. I we like need more bars with skee-ball. Skee-ball needs to be more heavily featured in the area. If you're going to open a restaurant or a bar, you need to have skee-ball there. That's dangerous, though. The that is dangerous. The amount of drunks trying to lob the, the skee-ball those things machines around. overhand. You're, like, that, that doesn't you're doing happen all kinds. at bowling alleys? I don't know. They it's have higher ceilings dangerous. of bowling it's tougher alleys to throw a bowling ball around the skee-ball. Uh, yeah, that's why it's tight. You know, like darts. Are those places where you throw the axe? You ever been to one of those? I've never been to the yeah. axe throwing place. I'm trying to get into darts right now. It's like a winter activity. Not okay. like competitively, but something to do at the bar. Yeah. I like darts. Um, yeah, the issue is I'm a pretty sore loser. I've detailed this like a little bit before. I'm not fun when I'm doing something that I'm not good at. So I got to like work on it behind the scenes before I debut it in a social situation like the one we're going to be in tonight. Okay. I believe there's also laser tag. At this. Wait, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. I think there's laser tag. Do you have to, does it have to be like an organized thing or can you just jump into the tag? 
I think you can just jump into the tag. It's not like, oh, okay, we have eight on this side and eight on that side, and everybody line up. Let's go in. Ooh, oh, you want to bets on like, blown ACLs? At I'm going to set it at point five. Somebody's going to hurt I themselves can't, I can't trying do laser to play laser tag because I don't have my sneakers. I didn't. I didn't realize this was going to be such an active outing. Well, it's as active as you want it to be. I think is the uh, is the point, but that's what's uh, going on later. So let's just get through the show. They probably have darts. so we can get the Apex Entertainment. <laughs> Twitch chat to wants do. to know if you're going to be screaming ball in hand yes. at the Christmas party. Uh, I'll be screaming Dad's night out pool? and ball in hand. Do they have pool tables there? Uh, yes, okay. there are pool tables. They probably there. have darts. Darts is obviously the the new sport that's sweeping the nation. Right now. <laughs> Um, it's super popular. I think they have darts too. I know they have pool. How I do they, think they, they might have, have darts? Ski yeah. ball and pool and laser tag. They probably have darts. They got everything you want. Anything you could possibly want. They got like video got NFL blitz up there. Anything you could possibly want. Full it's, size uh, Snickers bars. It, well, <laughs> if you want to get shamed, I'm eating the I'm eating the Snickers bar before the show. Megan looks at me and says, "Are you eating a candy bar?" Like like how my mother would say it to me right before a dentist appointment. And I say, "Yeah, I'm eating the candy bar." And it was Shit. like, can you, like, Shit. I'm not capturing this well. It was more There was a tone in of, her voice. of disdain in her voice. When it wasn't, oh, you're eating a candy bar. It was like, are you eating a candy bar? Like, well, what is wrong with you The first thing I said bar? was the absolute shame in the tone of that. It was just weird. I never see anybody eat a full-size candy bar. You've like, never seen anyone down. eat a candy yeah, bar? I just don't in my day-to-day life now. It's just not something that I see a lot of adults You need better doing. friends. You I'll were eating it. chicken nuggets before that. I'm kind of worried about you. I feel like you're in you're you're entering the Fourier zone. What does no. that mean? <laughs> you know what that no, means. No, he's still safe. You broke a chair before the show started. Uh, when that happens, then I will take your uh, critique seriously. He when I, only when had I sit 10 in a chair and the chair breaks. Chicken nuggets. He's not in the danger zone <laughs> yet. Once he starts getting into like 25, 30, once w- once he starts having to carry the takeout bag with both hands, then we should be concerned. Yes. I That's think we're right. okay for right now. And though. I mostly just did it to hurt Burger King in that whopper 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 song. That's my small way of fighting back. Well, also the McDonald's down here, like the one right by the yeah, station, right down is the street, all-time McDonald's. It is. It's really good. Yeah. No, you said it. I hate it. I had to play it. When you say it, I have to play it, I'm compelled to do it. All right. Anyways, what 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 what's going on here today? Some big news happened today. Yeah, we are living in a breaking news world. We are. And I gotta say, you know. I'm always very sad when football season ends or basketball season ends. But then when all the palace intrigue gets into play, this is almost as fun. It's almost as fun as talking about the games. I guess maybe because the games were so bad with the Patriots this season. Even when they were won- winning, it wasn't a ton of fun. Yeah, except for those Bailey Zappy games, they were pretty lame. Uh, you shut up over there, you. But the offensive coordinator situation. So we got the statement, the bizarro statement last week that they were going to start interviewing offensive coordinator candidates this week. Mm -hmm. And now, all of a sudden, floodgates open late this morning, and all the insiders are tweeting out the names of who's coming to Foxborough or zooming into Foxborough or already in Foxborough and going to be talking, trying to get this job. So we have at least three names so far. This is the latest, I believe, from Ian Rappaport. Can we get that, Ryan, when you have a second? Here we go. We'll start with Keenan McCardell, the receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings, who goes all the way back to the Cleveland Browns with Coach Bill Belichick. He received, uh, he the Patriots requested permission to interview him. He will interview, obviously, a long, long history there for Bill Belichick. 
Then you have Bill O'Brien, who is certainly a prime candidate here. Most people believe he is the favorite, I would say, to get the offensive coordinator job. Not that anything is done at all. I'm just saying he has firmly established position as someone that many people inside the organization want back. Currently, the Alabama offensive coordinator who is right now out recruiting. And then there's Nick Cayley, who interviewed today. He is there, is interviewing today. He is the tight ends coach for the Patriots. Considered a really bright young coach, and I think like a lot of Patriots coaches, very much under the radar. Uh, but outside the Patriots and in the league, including the Jets, who interviewed him for OC, someone who is really well respected. So well respected that he's never been elevated beyond <laughs> being the tight ends coach. True. And yeah, they don't right. even use the tight ends in the system they've been running. That's how well-respected he is. I know. You watch these tight ends this past year and think, man, whoever's <laughs> coaching these guys, did someone promote him. <laughs> like someone get that guy into a so coordinator well job right now. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I think Nick Haley is a good candidate for the job, but that little last bit from Ian Rappaport, oh, he's so highly, oh, he's so well-respected. And it's being echoed by all the other insiders right. who are reporting that. Oh, Someone who is really well-respected. Really well-respected. So well respected that Bill Belichick looked at Matt Patricia, who's never done any aspect of that <laughs> job before, and was like, "Why don't we just try this out?" I really respect this Kaylee guy, but I got a hunch this Patricia thing's going to really work out here. Uh, by the way, Darren Hartwell, NBC Sports Boston, not to pile on. Nick Kaylee, Patriots tight end coach. Kaylee is a well respected uh, coach in New England. Was one of the team's longest tenured assistants. Someone who's really well respected. Joined the team as an offensive assistant in 2015. Contract was set to expire this offseason. He has interviewed uh, in New York for their offensive coordinator position as well. Um, you know, you don't want to cross the family unless you do. A lot of guys left with Josh McDaniels this year. Uh, Nick Cayley is well-respected, obviously, At by the Patriots. At this point, you can't say Nick Cayley without saying the well-respected Nick Cayley. I know. You have to. Uh, that's just the way it is now. So the well-respected Nick Cayley is uh, option number one. The other option we heard there, Keenan McCardell, who Bill uh, coached back in Cleveland all the way back in uh, the early to mid-90s, right before the team uh, packed up and moved to Baltimore. Keenan McCardell, who I remember uh, with the Chargers, but he also played on those Jaguars teams, those really fun Jaguars teams with Brunel and Fred Taylor and uh, um, Jimmy Smith and Andre Risen and like those teams. Like those were those were fun teams, and he was like the young speedster on those teams. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about him in his coaching career, but uh, sure, a guy who I hadn't really considered, hadn't really thought of that much. I'm not sure how much the connection there with Bill coaching him 30 years ago or whatever is uh, is important, but there always has to be some connection, doesn't there? Like, it can't just be some guy Bill's never met. Before we get to that, and before we get to... There's some interesting stuff that people have put out there about Keenan McCardle today mm -hmm. from back in the day uh, and his connection to Bill Belichick. But I, I got to talk more about Nick Haley because the, he's been in this Patriots program for years now. So and yeah, I know... Really well respected. Andy Hart's like doing backflips somewhere because he's getting to interview for this position. And I'm not saying that he's not qualified for the position, but what made him more qualified this year versus last year when he could have been elevated to the position last year? Good like, question. What, what is different? What has changed at all? Did he do some kind of apprenticeship under <laughs> under Judge and Patricia and that makes him better? I hope like, not. I, seriously, is it is it that the Jets interviewed him? And the Patriots don't want to look like he's not well-respected here. So they have to interview, interview him because the Jets interviewed him yesterday. Like, I, I, it's so odd 
that his name is now thrown into the mix after he was totally passed over last season. I don't think it's that weird. I think they're just the pool is is uh, more shallow now. You, you know, think nobody just, wants to come do this job? No, I think they want to promote from inside. I think that Bill wants to keep his guys his guys, and he doesn't want to bring in some outside people, and so he looks around and says, who's the most qualified out of the people we have left? I guess it's Nick Cayley, and so uh, we'll talk That's about him. That's how they're choosing this? I, I would imagine that Nick has Cayley. something to do with it, So yeah. are they just throwing him in here as an internal candidate to say we're not turning our back on our internal coaches? I, coaches. I think he's getting realistically considered. I think that he's he's getting considered, and this is a realistic thing. I don't know if he's going to get the job or not, but if the Jets are interviewing him, that tells you already that there's some there's some kind of market so, okay. uh, for his services. I need to play this out. He's getting realistically considered this year, yes, and he wasn't realistically considered last year, or he was realistically considered last year, and Bill Belichick still looked at that situation and said, Matt Patricia is better for this job than Nick Kelly at this point in mm-hmm. time. Like... Was that just because Matt Patricia was going to go along with trying to implement this West Coast style of offense and the outside zone running schemes and all this weird stuff that Josh McDaniels and probably Nick Cayley behind him had told Bill Belichick in the past, we don't have the coaching staff or the personnel to implement this kind of offense. And so he was like, well, Matt will do it. Matt, Matt Patricia is my best friend. He'll agree with me. He'll we can do coach it. this up together. He's really smart. You know, he's uh, what a, in, an engineer, an aerospace engineer or whatever. He'll be able to implement this. Like thinking, I just don't, I don't understand where the Nick Kelly aspect is coming from unless it's just looking like, hey, we gave him a chance here. He's well respected here. But if he goes to the Jets, that's the next step in his process. Yeah, I think it could be as simple as that. And I also think that you're talking about promoting someone from a lower position as opposed to, I feel, I feel That's like Patricia and Judge. Work. Yeah, but Patricia and Judge came over here. They had gotten fired as head coaches, and then they were brought in and sort of elevated to jobs that maybe they shouldn't have had. But yeah, they great, came, you know, great observation. Thank you very much. They came, but you know what I mean? They came, so it was a step down for them being head coaches and then going to offensive play calling. So that's a step down as opposed to Kaylee to be a step up. You see what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's sort of a different kind of promotion. Why would that be a bad thing? I didn't say it was a bad thing. I'm just saying. That's how they've always, like, we talked about Nick Kaylee so much last year because it followed the formula that Belichick has always followed with his offensive right. coordinators. In terms of elevate, almost always. In terms of elevating guys from these different positions. Yeah, and I'm positional coaches. I'm fine with him going back to that, and if he thinks that Kaylee's the right guy to do it, then fine. But I also sort of get the idea that, well, you have this ex head coach. Let's make him a coordinator. He's got to be good at that. He won't have to do all this stuff. He can just focus on one thing. And he thought that that would work with Joe Judge and Patricia, and it clearly didn't. Uh, so now maybe they're going back to the old way, or maybe it's just as simple as they want to keep another in house candidate, which is what I tend to think it might be. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number and there's some candidates for you we left one off the list because you already know who it is that's bill o'brien we'll also talk about how desirable of a landing spot new england patriots are for a potential offensive coordinator there's a lot of other teams out there we'll do all that right after ryan garvin's trending t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't think there's a question that Bill O'Brien is more than amenable to coming to the Patriots, that he wants to. Will he want to go someplace else more because of money, opportunity, um, autonomy, whatever? Ownership? has in the past shown a, an interest in Bill O'Brien. Um, I was able to establish by folks close to, to Bill Belichick that he would absolutely like to work with Bill O'Brien. I went back and found some comments that o- Belichick made about O'Brien in 2016, about how much he learned from him, how much he enjoyed working with him. O'Brien has made it clear he wants to return to the NFL, and I've been told specifically by folks around the team that that's who they want to do the job. So does he get it? Do they work it out? Don't throw the babies yet. Don't throw the babies ever. Don't what now? Throw the baby. Don't throw the baby. Don't throw the baby. That was because Gresh, I believe that was from Gresh and Foria yesterday. Yes. And Gresh has some saying where he's like, people are going to be throwing the baby as throwing a celebration. Babies. I mean, I understand kissing babies. People say like, oh, you got to kiss the baby. Don't like, throw the babies ever. Politicians do that. Right. Shaking hands. Kissing who, thro- who throws babies? A lot of people on Instagram. They just throw their baby? You don't see that? Oh, look. Best daddy ever. And they have a, I, their you know, I'll spouse throwing the those, baby yeah. up. You know, that my always, baby, I pick him up nervous, and like, I spin him. He does like a 180 in the air, and then I catch him. He's facing the other way. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. That's like That scares me when I see it on the beach. I feel like I should shout, like, what are you doing with that baby? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tell people how to raise their kids. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. You need to eat the babies. <laughs> good, especially in public. <laughs> yeah, call them out in front of everybody. We got to start eating babies. Okay. Uh, well, do that later. and uh, don't, don't throw the babies ever. Don't throw them, I guess. Uh, ever. According to Tommy Curran, don't ever throw the babies, uh, especially at the beach. And also, Bill O'Brien, best guy for the job and uh, wants to be here. And it's not a question that he would join the Patriots. Belichick wants him. Ownership wants him. He wants to be here. Uh, there was also this after the baby-throwing controversy that Curran had said about uh, O'Brien being the target, but Belichick, is that just the one-target guy? My conversations was indicated to me that while O'Brien is certainly the target, for Bill Belichick, he's never a, <clears throat> a one-dance partner guy. He's going to look at it as, as this year exhibited. There's a lot of guys who could do that job. I mean, he's now got the lowest bar possible in terms of experience, established, but whether it be Chad O'Shea or Mike Kafka, that'd be a lateral move, of course. Um, I'm just throwing out names of guys who look. Nick Cayley is going to interview with the New York Jets for an offensive coordinator position. So one thing that sort of bothered me about that is the idea that the Patriots could look at last year and say, you know, there's lots of people who can do this job. Like, no, we found out last year there's two people in particular that can't do it. That just cannot do it. They try it. They couldn't do it. And 
I don't know. I don't. I don't sort of. I I know what Kern's getting at, and I'm not suggesting that he is uh, is is a mouthpiece is trying to say. You know, the the Patriots think that anybody can be the offensive coordinator. Obviously, they don't. But I do wonder: Is Bill O'Brien the best candidate for the job? Period. Does he have the best credentials? Is he the best offensive mind that's out there, or is he just the best? friend of bill who's out there you know what i mean like is he just the best guy in the inner circle the best sort of one with the with a closeness to belichick and the familiarity with the with the organization that the crafts already like and he's already been here and he sort of knows some of the ropes and all that is he the best person for the job or is he the best candidate that also checks all those other boxes and are those other boxes maybe more important here because if they are then i think that they're going about this search all wrong it's a fair question, especially given what we sat through over the last year. Uh, from Chad Graff from The Athletic, he pointed out the only coordinator Belichick has ever hired who didn't previously work for him was Greg Schiano. Yeah. He quit before the season began. <laughs> he said, see ya. Yeah, he was like, ah, just, I'm not about this. But even, so you look at Keenan McCardle, who is the wide, the wide receiver coach for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So his history uh, I think you mentioned that he played for Bill yep. when Bill was in Cleveland. And back in 2005, Tommy Curran tweeted this out. It was excellent reference. A 2005 Boston Globe article in which Bill Belichick spoke at length about how much respect he has for McCardle. He said, I have so much respect for Keenan. I'm really proud to have coached him. I'm not saying that I developed his career or anything. I don't mean it that way. I just mean... <laughs> What he brought as a player, his work ethic, his attitude, he's a really special guy. He said he really understands root techniques, has a very good understanding of the passing game and great hands. So wherever you throw the ball to Keenan, he's going to catch it. Could be behind him, low, high. It really doesn't matter. He goes on. He has one of those bodies that can twist and turn pretty fluidly. One of those bodies that just doesn't quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes a lot of those coaches look pretty <laughs> pretty easy, even though a lot of guys wouldn't be able to make them because they just be too stiff to get around. Uh, I mean, he really goes on and on about, I think that has that he has to be one of the great stories in the NFL to come where he came from, 10,000 yards in his career, and within a year he'll probably be in the top 15 all time. I don't know, whatever it was, a 12th round draft choice, are you kidding me? Um, so, he was a 12th round pick in 91. That's true. Uh, and he was not ever considered to be anything. I sort of remember him as like a speedster. That's right. Like at the end with the Chargers, like he was their main receiver. They also had Tomlinson and like Antonio Gates and those guys, but he was the main wideout. And I remember him being just like a burner, even at like 35 when he was playing there. So um, I listen, all that stuff that Bill said about him, great. He coached them. Didn't want to take credit for his career or anything, but I'm just going to throw that out there anyway. That was funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's obviously doing a great job in Minnesota with those wide receivers. Well, so, They've been a high-powered offense yeah, for a few years Yeah, before Minnesota, now. just his his track so far. He mm-hmm. coached for Washington for two years and yep. got fired. Uh, but that shouldn't really tell you much because it's the most uh, dysfunctional franchise <laughs> in the entire league. Uh, then he coached for the Maryland Terps for a year with Steph Diggs then the Jags, and then the Vikings. Okay. So, and he's been a wide receiver coach all the way through. He hasn't coached any other positions. I don't know if that's something that uh, sticks in my craw. It was something that I wrote, that I had to raise an eyebrow at because you would like somebody as an offensive coordinator to be really well-versed in working with quarterbacks in terms of where Mac Jones is in in his development, unless you were going to bring in someone who's like such an ace or 
whatever as his quarterback's coach in addition. Right. But that's where Bill O'Brien makes sense because he's worked with so many quarterbacks, worked with Tom Brady, would also probably be your de facto quarterback's coach. So you kind of kill two birds with one stone there. I don't know if that's the case with Keenan McCardle. It's been wide receivers all the way through. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think with, (laughs) like, I like Bill O'Brien a lot, but his tenure here, he was only the offensive coordinator one year, I think, right? I think he was just the offensive coordinator in, like, 2011. But, like, the whole time he was here, like, he sort of cut his teeth on those 07, 08, 09. That's when he was sort of an assistant. Very similar rosters to this one. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> basically the same. Like, I'll tell you. Let me put it to you this way. If Matt Patricia was the offensive coordinator in 07, <laughs> they would have been fine. Like, he, that was the one team that even he couldn't have ruined. Like, if you had, uh, if you put him there and he's coaching Brady and Moss and Welker and Dante Stallworth and Ben Watson and all those guys they had on the offense, then I, even, I think even Patricia and Judge could have probably gotten that team to uh, the conference championship game at the very least, if not all the way to the Super Bowl like they got there anyway. So, you know, like, I, I remember uh, his time here and I remember him going back and forth, giving it to Brady on the sideline. And uh, and sort of all that stuff, but bringing him back here now into this situation, I just it's hard to it's hard to picture that. Well, going back to your original point there, and I just I wanted to lay out a little bit of who Keenan McCardle is because I'm mm-hmm. not sure that everybody is super familiar with him. I wasn't, uh, but he's a friend of Bill. He's another friend of Bill. Maybe not in anywhere near the inner circle where Bill O'Brien has been or where Matt Patricia and Joe Judge currently are right. or Nick Haley being in-house, but these are the three candidates that we have so far. We seem to have a clearer picture with Nick Haley and Keenan McCardle that they are scheduled for interviews this week, if not right now. Bill O'Brien, the only information we really have other than that report from Kern about the interview process with him is that he's a candidate. Yeah. We had got that at the end of a tweet from Ian Rappaport and these are all, nobody's coming from the outside. And I wonder how much that concerns you. Yeah. With these three candidates. Do you want to see more candidates? Do you want to see somebody from totally outside the system? Yes. I'd like to see his candidates at least who are outside the system. It doesn't have to be the guy who gets the job or whoever, but I would like to see some people who are not connected in any way. And McCardle, I mean, he did play for Bill, but he's not part of his coaching tree. He's part of Mike Shanahan's, and I don't know who in Jacksonville was his guy there, but like he's he's part of other coaching trees. He doesn't have that sort of Belichick thing. Like he played for him, but lots of guys played for Bill. I don't necessarily uh, equate that to the coaching tree thing. That's why I think um, what's his name in Tennessee, Vrabel. like Vrabel is a uh, is a great example. Like, he played here, but he's not technically on Bill's coaching tree. He never coached for him. But you sort of consider him a Bill guy. Um, I think the fact that he's been more successful than a lot of the uh, coaching tree guys is not a coincidence either. Um, McCardell, I think, would be good. I, you know, someone like Coach Hype at Tennessee, Hypel there, who turned that whole team around in a couple years. He's he's someone I'd like to see. I've heard, you know, other college coordinators get tossed around. Bill O'Brien's a college coordinator uh, currently right now. You know, like, I think that there's, there's uh, certainly other names out there that you can that you can look at and it doesn't have to be anybody who's connected to Belichick is certainly not as close as the way that Bill O'Brien is but there's also the question of this is this a place that a free agent you know offensive coordinator or someone like Keenan McCardell who's a promotion away from that is this where they're looking to go next question is this a place where they they sort of look at and think you know what I bet you my career will really take off here in New England running this offense here are the other teams right now who may be in the market or are definitely in the market for an offensive coordinator. Number one, the Chargers. I don't think it's even close 
if you could be the offensive coordinator of the Chargers or the Patriots, I, you'd have to be on drugs to pick the Patriots, wouldn't you? I mean, come on. It's, it's, that's not even a question. You're living in L.A. You're coaching Justin Herbert. Uh, and Austin Eckler and Keenan, only, uh, Keenan Allen and all those the guys. The only thing I would worry about is like the stink of desperation around uh, Brand, Brandon Staley. That's true. Where it's like, this is my last chance. Well, you'll be in line for a head coaching job, right? Pretty That's soon, true. Because you That's know true. he's not going to last. Uh, so the Chargers, an easy one right there. Um, how also about though, uh, the Chargers, I will say, and I don't know, I, it's obviously a cush situation mm-hmm. there, but they don't have fans. Like, they don't have fans. I guess. They might have the smallest fan base out of the entire league. They share a stadium. They essentially, like, rent a stadium out from the Rams. So you could go out there and do a big, a good job, but nobody would really Exactly. Care. Like, every game that you play, it's going to be the other team's fans. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. You, but, they, don't, they don't even have their San Diego fans who didn't show up, you know? Is that like, true? Is the San Diego people just abandon the team? I don't know. I think I don't so. Know what's going they on didn't. With them. They didn't support the team enough while they were in San Diego. I don't think they're going up to L.A. to see the team that they wouldn't go see because, like, it's another sunny day in San Diego. Superchargers, maybe, maybe, maybe that matters to people. The fans aren't rowdy enough. I feel like, like it uh, would. I feel like that would matter. I'm to, not taking this job. Your fan base is awful. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You guys like don't a, come bother me in restaurants and you know ask near, for my autograph. Nice. Nah, this sucks. It's I'm a out near here. perfect the street situation. Anybody knowing me. A near perfect situation. <laughs> Going to the beach with my family and no one's like, hey, hey, I know you. <laughs> Listen, this is what I would have done on third and three. Okay, you got a pencil. Take notes. Yeah, I'd much rather be at Revere Beach with a bunch of guys in jorts running up to me. Go, hey, hey, I just the new offensive coordinator. <laughs> um, so there's the Chargers. There's also the Rams. Rams need a new offensive coordinator because their guy left to go to Kentucky. Uh, again, you know, you got a, a team there with a pretty loaded offense no when, when they're healthy. Quarterback, no quarterback. They have a quarterback. He's just hurt. Okay, great. We'll see when he gets back. We'll be Big back next year. for Stafford. Um, let's see. There's the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. You want to be the offensive coordinator for them? Not a lot of wide receivers, but you got a pretty again, good running back there. Tannehill? Mm-hmm. Tannehill, Mac. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say a little more promising with Mac, but you don't have Derrick Henry uh, here, obviously. Uh, Washington. Washington offense, which don't is interesting. Do it. I like do the, it. I like the Washington they, offense. How can you like the Washington offense? I like their wide receivers. I like joking? Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I love I like Terry, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is great. Yeah. Of course. That's who I like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I like about him. Robinson? I like their tight Who's their tight end? I sort of remember them. Uh, what's his name? I they have a good tight end, or am I bugging? You're, you're Maybe I'm going. I think you're thinking of somebody else because what they have is ownership probably changing hands. They're not going to have a stadium. Their stadium is crumbling, and they don't have a quarterback. Like they have Carson Wentz. They don't have a quarterback now. Taylor Heineke <laughs> is going to go somewhere else. Uh, Logan Thomas is who I was thinking of. Um, who they got, I think, from Detroit. But I don't whatever. think that's someone to like backflip over. Big Maybe three hundred twenty-three receiving yards. And, yeah, and one touchdown. Okay, well, maybe that, not that, that good. That gets then. you all excited. I do like their. They have yet to tap into his potential. Clearly. Their receivers are better than yours. They're better than New England's, right? I mean, am I am I wrong? McLaurin and uh, Samuel right there are better than uh, they'd be the top two guys in New England. I think mm, McLaurin, I feel like, is closer to Jacoby Myers than you'd want to say. I think you're just too close in bed with Jacoby Myers to appreciate. I'm too in bed with Myers to appreciate him. Yeah. Like, you're too close to the situation here. Maybe he's better than Samuel, but he's not better than McLaurin. Myers? Yeah. I mean, McLaurin's good. Don't get me wrong. McLaurin's a playmate. Like, he's a a game breaker, that guy. I think. He's 
he's a stud, but he's not like you're talking about. You're talking about all these other players out from outside, like they're you know okay. a top three receiver. He's not a top three receiver, but I'm he's saying. better than New England. That's all. That's all. Okay. I'm saying. Um, and the rest of the offense, you're right. Nothing. Nothing special there. Uh, New York Jets. New York Jets need an OC again. Who is your quarterback? Big question. Big that is question a, you got there. I love your car. Where's the engine? How am I supposed to drive? The wheels are nice. Windshield. I love the paint job. Uh, who? Wh- what? What is your engine? Let's. How does this car drive? Let's assume because Woody Johnson came out and said we will spend that quarterback yeah. this year. He came out and said that. So let's assume that it would be anyone from Lamar to Derek Carr to Mike White. All right. Okay, like, those are pretty different scenarios. Pre- it's like uh, <laughs> gold, looking, silver, yeah. bronze, basically, right there. Any one of those three, I think. Uh, you know, with Lamar Jackson, anybody'd want to be his OC. Uh, someone like Derek Carr with that offense, with those players and those skill guys around him, I think Derek Carr would do good in New York. I do. I think that would be a, a good spot there, and I think a, a guy who looks at that team and looks at who they have, you get, got to have the quarterback in place, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get cut. <laughs> I would love it. For, oh, you're going to make Lamar Jackson's life living hell? Like It wouldn't be great from a Patriots standpoint yeah. that Lamar Jackson Hold is on. in your division. You're, you're talking me into feeling like this is a great destination. The New York what Jets? You're actually the doing. Patriots? No, the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. Some of these other jobs suck. Um, how about the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, again. <laughs> the <laughs> Patriots have the number one position. Like, you're number talking about, like, oh, you're, you're going to lose out your coordinator to Washington or Indianapolis. Like, no, other than the Chargers job. And I, I, you Chargers know, or the Rams, come on. Tennessee is a good job, but you don't go anywhere. Like, as long as Tannehill is the quarterback there and that's the system that they, where they just run the ball and you're going to make it to the playoffs every year and you're not going anywhere. Well, I didn't make it this year, but uh, you might listen. I mean, with a new offense uh, and some new players, maybe you could. Uh, here's the Is last that coming one. in Tennessee. An interest. I don't know. Here's a, the last one, and I well, think you can this say one. That, hey, with the new offense and new players in New England. Well, you you're got coaching some... under Bill Belichick with a young quarterback who was a Pro Bowler the year before. Oh, and how do you do the? How do you do the last that's what, year? But I'm saying. Like, if you're going to make that argument that Bill Belichick's these, there. Oh, a lot of coaches care that Bill Belichick's there. <laughs> to run if, the offense. If you yeah, don't right. think that that is something that still, that the shine has worn off on that, you are crazy. An offensive coordinator is going to yes. come to New England because Bill Belichick's the head yes, coach? Yes, Arkan. Really? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Other, than Bill, o- other than Bill O'Brien, like, who, who yes. is that a big draw for? And not the like young the Chargers coming up, yeah, to get to to be able to learn, yeah, that is like within that to be able to learn offense of coaches, from Bill to be able to coach under Belichick and be able to be in the building and be in the meetings and everything. Like on the one hand, I'll talk about how guys who have been here, guys like Nick Kelly, who are maybe they don't have the closest relationship with Belichick. Uh, and they've been working the long hours, and it's just tougher than other points in the league. But if you're coming from the outside and you're trying to get momentum upwards through the league, yeah, they want to work for Belichick. I don't know. A whole Still. lot of guys left with Josh McDaniels, went to Vegas, Mick Lombardi, all those guys. They didn't guys care about Guys who had been here for here. a while, and they weren't going anywhere here. And decided we don't uh, be in uh, Belichick. And Lombardi's a friend of Bill's. Uh, uh, it's, uh, there's a yeah, whole don't get family thing going on, on there. Pops. Um, one last team, Arizona. Now, that's sort of an interesting one, I think. Arizona's obviously going to need an offensive coordinator. You got a quarterback who's a bit of a a bit of a diva, but you do Arcan. have some pieces in offense there. The job was so bad. The man bought a one way ticket <laughs> to the head coach brought bought a one way ticket to Thailand. Mm-hmm. 
Like he pulled. Like he. he and their offense leave. was still better than the Patriots' offense last year. They had a. They, he had <laughs> so to what does that say? You keep country. talking about this like the Patriots were good on offense. They the were. Patriots' offense was a disaster because it of was the a joke last year because of the offensive coordinator. I would say. 75% of that was the offensive coordinator, and the other issues that reared their heads were born out of the offensive coordinator Okay, situation. but all anybody who's interviewing and applying for that job knows is the last two guys who were doing it are now laughingstocks because the offense was a laughingstock. I don't know. I don't know if that makes the Patriots seem like a very uh, desirable place they with or without Bill Belichick. They were before that. It's not like they came in and everybody was like, oh, wow, these promising young coaches coming up. I wonder what kind of system they're going to implement because they're known for being coached under this person That's and that Bill person. Thought. That's what it's Bill thought. It's like a defensive guy's calling offense. You know, he's... <laughs> Um, six one seven. Calm, calm down there, man. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That is the phone <laughs> number. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get to your phone calls right after this. Sports Radio WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini, Arkin and Mego here with you. Going until six o'clock. We'll be joined by Dan Orlovsky here at three. Looking forward to talking with him, getting his take on Wild Card Weekend and the Patriots' coaching situation. So we'll do that in a few minutes. In the meantime. If you had to put the New England job on the uh, on the list ranked with all those other teams as a desirable spot, I guess it's kind of hard to do this because it's sort of incomplete. We're talking about these teams who may not have the same players yeah, or the same quarterback time, right, right now. now. In real, real time, time right now, where would you uh, where would okay, you put them on so that list? So wait, I'm looking at Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Washington, Jets, Tennessee, Tennessee uh, who else is in there? Colts and uh, Cardinals. Colts and Cards. All right, so I'm definitely going Chargers Rams, just because I think the LA of it is still a thing. Yep. Chargers Rams. I feel like Tennessee and Patriots are in a lock. Era, okay. Uh, around that three four spot, and then everybody else. I still put Cards below both of those teams. Yeah, that's about where I am too. Because and I think anytime that your last head coach, who was supposed to be a, an offensive genius, get got ran out of the country <laughs> and has like just gone to Thailand to live out for however long one way ticket one way ticket to Thailand that doesn't sound like look. a little little weird <laughs> okay right? okay I thought that too I was like mm, it's like a questionable look it's like you could go anywhere first of all sounds like you're on the run from the law don't need a one way ticket yeah it's either on the like, run from people that want him to be a coach what are you Gary Glitter like what is this <laughs> yeah, <it's> exactly <laughs> you know? like That's relax awful. dude isn't that what he got in trouble doing? Like, one-way ticket to Thailand. That's usually you're doing something weird. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. Um, the, uh, the Clear blue water there. That's why. That sounds nice. Uh, the question, though, for uh, Bill O'Brien, if that's who you want, do you want him because he's best for the job or because he's the best friend of Bill Belichick for the job? That's a question that we posed in the last segment. Let's go to the phones here. 617-779-7937. David's in the car. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Great show, as always. Thank you. So I want Bill O'Brien because I do believe he is best for the job. But here's one thing about Billy O'Brien that I think most people, I don't know if they're seeing it, they're overlooking it. Billy does not want to come in here to be an offensive coordinator and be content with that. He wants to come in here and he wants to have an investment on this organization, meaning he wants to be the guy to be considered for the head coaching job in two, three years when Belichick decides to move on. If he gets any hint, any kind of thinking that he's not going to be that guy in two or three years, that will prevent him from coming here. He's not going to come here for uh, Gerard Mayo or somebody else to take over that role. There's no way Billy O'Brien will come in for that. And right. This is why I think it's taking a while. 
Thanks for the call, Thanks, David. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know what is uh, weighing on his decision or what he's thinking about or anything else. But you remember, we talked with Tommy Kern about this, and I sort of asked him that. I said, if O'Brien were to come here, would he want certain, pro- you know, would there assurances. be assurances? Assurances. And Tommy's like, I can't answer that. You know, it's not something that I want to even speculate on. So, But if it's he- something that's really developed over the last couple of days. Definitely. We still haven't heard that there's been a deal, a new title, whatever, reached between Patriots ownership and Gerard Mayo. Mm-hmm. Like, they put out the one statement that they're working towards a deal, and then we haven't heard anything officially since. When he canceled those meetings, I thought, it's pretty all right, telling. well, yeah. I guess it's probably going to be any day now, anything. and it still hasn't happened, yeah. I think the thing is, though, with Bill O'Brien, is that even if it's it's intriguing to wonder about, okay, you know, is it going to come down to Gerard Mayo or Bill O'Brien then being the next head coach whenever Bill Belichick decides to hang it up? Um, that's intriguing, but Bill O'Brien, I mean, just look at Brian Dayball, you know, if you look like you take somebody who is on, is a young quarterback who has lost their way and turn them into something, not saying that Mac Jones is going to be Josh Allen, but now look at Daniel Jones, Yeah, you know, and we'll, I think we'll get into that. Some of the comparisons when we talk about quarterbacks, pocket passers who have, had to work under Joe Judge and then a very competent, offensively-minded coach. Yeah, or anyone that, else. <laughs> that that kind of holds more weight than anything else in the league. Yeah, it definitely you know? does. And there's some uh, alarming statistics there when it comes to Joe Judge and his... So if he wanted to go be a head coach somewhere else, yeah. that would be such a resume boost. Yeah, it definitely would. Uh, Scott's on the Cape. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> Scott? Scott! Yeah, how are Hi, you? Scott. How you doing? Good. Hey, I'm good. I'm going to take a little exception to the idea that Belichick's team is not an attractive location for an offensive coordinator. I think you have to put yourselves in the shoes of these guys who are shopping for that kind of job. I mean, what are you looking for? You're looking for stability. Right. You're going to tell me you're not going to find stability in the ownership in New England and the leadership of Bill Belichick as a coach? Uh, you tell me, did the last two guys running the offense find that to be a good thing, or did that help them, or was that anything that mattered? Well, look, Bill put in place guys that were experienced at play calling. I don't think it was the best position to put Patricia or Judge in the positions they were put in, but he took a shot at it. He took a shot, he failed. Okay, so you move forward with the next decision. But if I'm an OC and I'm shopping for that job, you're going to tell me I'd rather coach at, at Chargers than New England? A hundred percent. No. A hundred percent. The Chargers have a good no. offense with good players. The Patriots don't. <laughs> That's it. It's as simple as that. Uh, if you were going to tell me, well, the Jets or the Colts or one of those other teams, fine. The Chargers? The Chargers' offense is head and shoulders better than the Patriots, and that's no matter who's uh, the offensive coordinator. If I'm if I'm looking to boost my offensive credentials, I would want to do it with all pro caliber player. And the Chargers have that; they do. I'm sorry, maybe not all pro, but definitely Pro Bowl. The Patriots. I mean, come on, Patriots are barely getting votes. Like that's not even class. Not even close to me. Of well, course, you do the Chargers. If, if you take this job as the new Patriots offensive coordinator, and I mean statistically, the Patriots ranked at the very bottom in the vast majority of offensive stats sure. this year. If you took a team that was 
28th to 15th, 14th, God forbid they end up lower part of the top 10. That's a great thing that you can put on your resume. Is I it? took, I think it is. I, I took this trash bag of, of an offense and I unlocked and I the potential. mediocre? Yeah, no, I unlocked the potential of it in, in my first year. This is just what I did in my first year as opposed to not getting the kind of leeway that you might be getting with the Chargers where, yeah, Brandon Staley might have one more year. They might just decide to blow everything up if they have a repeat of last year. I, I think there's so much more room for growth if you're coming here with the Patriots and you don't even need to do that well at it to convince people, hey, I'm clearly qualified. I think it comes down to Herbert with the Chargers job more than anything. You know, he's an incredibly talented special quarterback and you can unlock more potential there. Like there's just more potential with that quarterback than any of these other jobs. So if you're looking at what quarterback do I want to work with? That's the clear answer. Yeah, no question about it. If you're looking at what coach do I want to work with, do I want to work with the best coach in NFL history, which does play into a lot of these coaches' determinations. If you talk to them about when they take these jobs, Bill Belichick absolutely still holds weight. Absolutely. All right, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Dan Orlovsky joins us next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.